big country that, that has billions and most and people when they take it's just trying to see its country people are taking more than one all taking that. it but uh, at the end of the day who's getting so that our money is So welcome back to this Living With podcast. So as you can see by the title, I'm going to talk about colorism. Colorism has been trending. I know a lot of people have been talking about it because everyone's talking about it. But as a dark-skinned girl, and I know for a lot of dark people, loving yourself when you're dark is difficult sometimes because not everyone loves dark-skinned people. So I'm just going to talk about how it's affected me in the past and how I think it affects everyone every day sometimes. So in school, there's always something someone gets mocked about. For my brother, I was talking to him recently and he was like, yeah, my head, my fat head, there's always been something that he's been mocked for. Like I even called him heady one now, but (laughs) he's okay with that. But for me, it was being dark skin. So... Even my friends, and I love my friends, and I'm okay with my friends laughing at me, but even my friends would be like, when we turn off the light, we won't see you kind of thing. And when we take pictures with Snapchat filters, it won't turn up. And I'm okay with that at school. But then the reason why colorism hurts so much is because you see it online, you see it on social media when you come home. You see it in films when castings like someone darker that they really should have picked is not picked and you see it in music when certain light-skinned rappers like blow quick but dark-skinned female rappers don't really blow quick so you just see it everywhere and I think right now I love my dark-skinnedness because even on my Instagram I follow a lot of dark-skinned people like I really rate Rihanna because um, a lot of her Fenty Puma stuff, her models are dark, her Fenty Beauty line, she has foundation in so many colours. So I'm happy with my complexion now, but I just know how hard it is. So even in the African community, yeah, so I call it Topakula, but it means to skin bleach because I speak Portuguese. But a lot of Congolese people, not even Congolese, just African people, you'll go to an African shop and the amount of skin bleaching creams you'll see is actually ridiculous. And sometimes they'll have a chemical, I don't know what it's called, it begins with a H kind of, and it's not actually legal to sell in high amounts, but you'll always see it on a pack and you'll just always see it in the ingredients. And I don't think people know how much is in it, they just buy it and sell it. So people use a lot of skin bleaching creams, not even black people, a lot of Asian people, dark Asian people use it a lot. So even my mum bought me skin bleaching cream. It didn't have the um, toxic chemical in it, but she bought it and she didn't even buy it out of spite. She just bought it because I was ill and my skin was getting dark. So she thought, you know, let's bring it back. But yeah, and I even had a conversation with her recently we were outside we were just sitting down and I was like um mom you know I don't really like being dark or I've struggled to like um deal with being dark kind of and she was very shocked because she lived in Africa for most of her life kind of 
and she's a bit lighter than me. So she was like, I don't understand. Like, I want to be dark like you, kind of. And I was shocked because um, she doesn't realise that being dark in a white society is not treated nicely. But she doesn't even realise the effect that social media can have then on me because that's just not how her mind works. So, yeah, so I was thinking about that. And then when I've just been thinking about this colorism topic, it's just got me thinking about a lot of things. And a big question in my head is, could there ever be a dark-skinned Beyonce? And I don't mean as a time thing, like, could we ever have it in the future? In the future? But I'm trying to say, like, as a society, could we ever build up and support a black female artist to where she can get supported like Beyonce is supported. So I love Beyonce, by the way, but I know she's light-skinned. And every, like, month or so, like, every day, there's always someone saying, like, Beyonce's overrated and stuff. But I understand why they say that, because Beyonce's not the best singer, that's a fact. But because she does a lot of things, she dances like crazy, she sings like crazy, her videos are mad... Because she can she can do a lot of things. That's why she's amazing. But I've always thought, could there ever be a dark-skinned Beyonce? Because Beyonce is not dark. And I'm, I don't hate her for that, but she's not dark. And there's a lot of dark singers, dark musicians that just don't get attention. And they're really good. Like, even Nadia Rose and Miss Banks and Lady Leisha... And Little Sims, they haven't blown like Steph London did. Maybe Little Sims, but it hasn't been in the same time span as Steph London. And even her as a light-skinned person, she's been caught out for saying kind of rude things when it comes to colorism. Like whatever tweet she said, whether it's fake or not, but it's there. Whatever tweet she said about light-skinned and dark-skinned women or whatever. So even that, I'm just trying to think about that and how how that happens. Because as consumers of music, even if you're black, you don't look at who is doing the music and be like, they're lighter, so I don't like them. That's not how we do things, I don't think, as individuals. But definitely, I think record labels like to pick which woman is going to blow... And they know it's always the light-skinned ones, so they always invest in light-skinned artists and they just leave the dark ones behind, even if the dark ones are so good at rapping. Like, Lady Leisha is really good at rapping and she doesn't... I don't think she swears that much. So, just the way record labels do that. And I'm talking about the UK now, but the US is much worse because all of their, I think, like, leading R&B female artists... They're all light-skinned. Kehlani, Tinashe, Janeiko, they're all light-skinned. And even Kehlani, she's so, so small, such a small part of her heritage is black that she doesn't really look black at all. So, but that doesn't mean that there's not dark-skinned artists in the world that can't sing their heart and dance their heart and put out songs every day. It just means that no one is trying to give them money if it's a record label they're not trying to give them money and that really 
affects like affects me as a dark skin girl because I can really see this. Not everyone who doesn't experience colorism can see these small things, but you know I can. Big country that, that has billions, and most and people when they take it's just trying to see its country. Not taking more than one, not taking that. it. Uh, at the end of the day, who's getting so that money?